Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, coming to you from beautiful Chesapeake Bay. Although I think when you hear this interview, we're going to be traveling south to Florida for the fourth time, which is so exciting. And I have a great guest today. Stacy Barenfuss is the CEO and founder of Catalyst Group and the creator of the Limitless Realtor Circle, a professional training program for realtors. Stacy started her real estate company at the age of 19. Wow. Sustained her company through the housing crisis of 2007 to 2010. <laughs> I can ask her about that. If you can start back then and survive that, you must have something. You must be doing something right. And she continued to scale her business beyond the seven-figure mark to become one of the top performing real estate teams in the state of Idaho. Stacy brings a unique perspective to the real estate world as her experience is vast. She has been a single agent. She's run a large team and has even operated as the designated broker for Catalyst Group as a brokerage. She has personally funded development of projects consisting of 11 upper tier new luxury homes while still operating her real estate team at Catalyst. In her traditionally male-led industry, Stacy has paved the way for other female leaders, leveraging her intuition and over a decade of experience in meditation, personal development, and results coaching. So I'm really excited to interview her, not only from the of what she's been able to accomplish from a young age at, at in real estate, but just I love talking with leaders. I love talking with people who have their stuff together. So anyway, Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jim. I'm so happy to be here. And um you, you and I have a mutual friend, my daughter, Jessica. <laughs> so you guys were in a, uh, a program together with Allie Brown, who I met years ago. And my main thing was um, being the newsletter guru for print and mail newsletters. And she was the easy queen. <laughs> so Allie, Allie and I have known each other a long time. So anyway, it's, it's, a, small, it's a small world in, in the business world, isn't it? It really is, yes. Yeah, I, so, I've heard about you for a while as well. I remember when Jess and Allie made that connection when we first got acquainted. So it's nice to uh, finally meet you in person. Thanks. Well, so I'm really excited to um, find out, you know, so you said at the, at the tender age of 19, or maybe I said tender, but the early age of 19, you started a business. Is, is, were you bored? You didn't want to go to college or you just wanted to really scratch the entrepreneurial itch? Yes, I definitely had the entrepreneurial itch very early. Um, it started when I was a, a senior in high school, actually. I was, um, you know, continuing my um, senior year and was kidding with some friends and applied as a salesperson at a local resort real estate office. And that office ended up hiring me part-time to be the sales coordinator's assistant. And so I was lucky enough to be exposed to the business world because, you know, I didn't have anyone in my family that was in that realm. And so I was able to be exposed to it. And once I was exposed, I was definitely hooked to, you know, tap into that creator side of me and not only create something, but impact lives along the way. So 
that was how I was introduced to the real estate business. And so I worked as an assistant and saw that, you know, realm for a year and then went forward with getting my license and what it took to start the business at the age of 19 and really was inspired, you know, to, to do so just because I looked at things in, in the mindset of, you know, if, if I don't decide this now, what then? You know, kind of right. Right. Why not now? If not now, when? I love that question, by the way. Um, But I'm really curious, you know, so you had to really go through, I mean, just an amazing proving ground, which was like the kind of the worst two to three year period in real estate. I mean, other than probably the Great Depression, the 2008, you know, time period. What was that like? It was, it was crazy. It was so I mean, fascinating, you know, coming into an industry with a you know new set of eyes and not being in it before. All I knew was if I work a plan, I will succeed. And so I was very committed to that. And if I missed a day, I would make up those numbers and work that plan diligently and watched many agents that were in the business, you know, for more than a decade have to get out of the business because of how hard those times were. And so I was relentless in that focus to sticking to that plan and executing it flawlessly day in and day out. I'm curious if when you were 19 and decided to start into business, did you have any ment? I mean, mentors, was your mother or father or grandparents? Like, how did you know? I mean, so that's one of my, one of my, um, I guess you'd call it a pet peeve today is that in school, they don't even talk about entrepreneurship. They say, you know, get your degree, go to college, you know, just get your degree, get a job. How did you learn about entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I, I definitely learned by falling, getting up, falling and getting up. So if you fall, just keep getting up is what I say. And so <laughs> I didn't have anyone in my family that was, you know, in entrepreneurship. Um, I was lucky enough to align with a brokerage at the time where the managing broker, you know, did make himself available to play out different scenarios. And so I would go into his office and when I would get into a situation, I would play out every possible outcome so that I could prepare myself depending on which, you know, which way the situation would go so that I could anticipate. And so, you know, I think I, I definitely am, um, I like high risk, you know, that's something that's my personality. So I think that the ability to lean into risk and know that if you fall, you just get back up and you can create again, that gives you freedom to really go for your dreams. And so I allowed myself to, you know, be willing to fail and then also have the mindset of how can I anticipate situations to be prepared and handle them well. You know, um, I'm going to say something that's Somebody listening right now will go, well, Jim, that's rude, but I don't mean to be rude. I mean to be <laughs> kind of, when two, back in 2001, when I started my first business, I was doing newsletters and I had a couple clients who were residential real estate brokers and they only lasted like four or five months. And what I learned, and I don't know if, if you want to agree with me or not, but they, they really had a poverty mindset as far as investing in themselves, developing a, a, you know, a list of prospective clients, building a relationship. They thought, man, if I put out a newsletter, I'll probably be selling six homes, you know, in a week or something being slightly silly, but 
is what do you what do you think is kind of what's missing from the mindset of most realtors on how they can grow you know a successful business you're absolutely right and i really can't agree with you more on the subject because realtors are so fear-based you know in the fact that it is a commission type of a position that combined with all of the unknowns you know there's there's a good and bad side with real estate. I, I like both sides in it, but you know, the great side is you're always growing because nothing is ever the same. And then the bad side is you can't prepare for anything. And I think that that can be too much for people. And so mindset and the way realtors handle things absolutely comes from that scarcity mindset. And if they would look at it like a business and structure it like, like a business, of, okay, this is what I'm going to invest in myself to your point, whether that's a mentor, a coach, someone that's been there, then I can stand on their shoulders. And this is going to be my marketing plan. Actually look at it as if there are those legs of the business, like any other business, that part is absolutely missing in real estate. And frankly, in my opinion, is the cause of why real estate agents do have such a bad rap is because of that point they're so busy worrying about themselves in fear that they then lose sight of the importance of serving the customer at a high level mm. i've always seen that um before i was an entrepreneur almost 20 years ago and being in business i used to observe how some uh companies promoted uh top achievers to what i would consider their level of incompetence one of the age-old examples of that is taking your best salesman salesperson i guess and making them a sales manager when they're really great at sales but they stink at you know leading and motivating people um so it sounds like you were very successful in that area right leading teams and 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 helping to, to develop successful brokerages yes yeah that it was definitely a bridge i had to cross because i knew how how to be a great real estate agent and you know how to do that in my sleep and there were other things i had to learn leadership you know checking myself all of those things that you need to do when you're you know mentoring and leading others i had to learn those things but within you know the level i i could you know call it my zone of, of excellence is that sales person in that i always had those opportunities, whether it was with clients or my team to inspire them, impact them, and, you know, try to help them identify what made them great and focus on that while we focused on their goals, whatever that, that may be of achieving their buying and selling goals in real estate. Um, so I know that you've taken your success in the real estate field and you, you're coaching um, and mentoring, I think you, you mostly focus on um, women realtors, but you also have the, the second side of your new business, which is co coaching, inspiring, mentoring CEOs and other kind of non-realtor fields, right? Yes, yes, that, that's correct. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. So I'm curious, which one do you, do you like one or the other? I mean, is your, are your roots in real estate or are you finding the more you do this, your roots are in more personal development and, you know, success and achievement? Yes, my roots have always been in success, development and achievement. And primarily what, what I am so passionate about is 
helping people see the truth of what's really going on so that it's not another Band-Aid. They can work with me and it's the last stop, you know, on the train. It's a lasting solution where we can, you know, mix energetic work, looking at the spiritual side, looking at whatever that glass ceiling may be and helping them break through it permanently instead of, you know, just trying to put a band-aid, doing some affirmations. You know, there's so many things out there that don't really address the root cause. And so that's the part I'm so passionate about. And then paving the way using a plan um, that's customized to the CEO based on the business or whatever their situation may be. And seeing that come to fruition is definitely what my passion is. I know, Stacy, when I was preparing uh, for the interview and then with our uh, green room chat before we went live, you were using some words like, um, well, like you just said, spiritual and integrating mindfulness and meditation and things like that. Is that, I'm just curious now, I'm just an, I'm just an old guy. I'm 62. <laughs> is that like a hard sell for some people or is that, is that like an age thing where people are more accepting? You know, I think entrepreneurs are just head down, hard charge and get it done, you know, but to take time to meditate and things like that. And I'm not poo-pooing it. I, I actually do some of that, but is that a hard sell? I guess my question. You know, it isn't at a certain level because mm -hmm. the tactics and, you know, the, the positive thinking, great, you know, mindset that gets you to a certain point. But when you get to the high six figure into seven figure type business and beyond, you're, you start to deal with different issues. And what I really found is that when you have a clear inner state, you are able to move more quickly, make better decisions and impact your bottom line because you're coming from that state. And so I have tools that are three minutes to, you know, 20 minutes in the meditation realm, just because I mean, to your point, I think we're all moving so fast being in the entrepreneurial space that it can be hard to wrap your head around, you know, I'm not going to sit and meditate for, you know, an hour. And so I think just normalizing that and showing people that you can take this with you, you can do it, you know, for a few minutes, lightens that load of, you know, another thing on my list. And also, you know, removing that hard sell to your point, so that it can be more of um, a tool that they use when needed versus another thing to do. Mm. I use an expression sometimes in coaching called stair stepping. Like instead of just saying, you know, go eat the elephant in the room, <laughs> do something small. You, you get a little bit of what I would call either your encouragement or your courage muscle. And then you go do something bigger and you, you finally find a way to get there. Do you do that with your clients as well? Or like if you say, well, do this 30 second, then, you know, maybe in a month they'll go for three minutes and then maybe 30 minutes. Is that, or is, or is that not even what's needed in some cases? You know, that isn't what's needed in some cases because it's a customized solution. What's great about it is my approach is very direct. And so I'll, I can see people in the issue for when what's going on very quickly. And with that tool, along with knowing what their true desire is in working together and what they want to achieve, I like to go direct. And, you know, some people that is too much, right? They want that stair step approach, which is maybe something I would use with one person, but not the other. As long as it is completely serving them at the highest level and pushing them so that they can 
um, accelerate their results and accelerate all that they're supposed to be, then I'll bring that in. But um, I definitely you know, want to be as direct as possible in that. How do you manage your own positivity? Because I know you got your hands on a lot of different things, you know, two coaching programs, your real estate program. I mean, you're, you're busy. So, and you know, how do you manage your own positivity and, and how do you help your team do that as well? Yes. So I have a morning routine that I do every single morning without fail. Um, and that includes, you know, it's, I call it the triple threat. It's three minute meditation, three things that I'm grateful for and focusing on my three short-term, long-term goals. And so that keeps me, you know, on track and then making sure that I am working out three to four times a week, you know, minimum, that's part of it as well. And then extending that out to my team is something that we do. So making sure they're connected with what their goals are and, you know, that they're looking at situations in the right frame of, of mind, meaning, you know, that they're being aware of their involvement in situations, they're having the right mindset about it, so that they're not getting hung up on things that can deplete their energy, and they're focusing on, you know, how their inner world is operating. You know, I, I talk about it like a computer system. You know, if there's a bug in the software, things don't flow or work like they're supposed to, and it's very similar to, you know, what I refer to as the internal state. So you and I are actually doing this interview. It's kind of near the end of summer 2020. And, um, you know, so I guess we've been in the, the pandemic and different way of looking at life and business and everyday <laughs> existence now for, you know, six months or so. Um, has that, what impact has that had? I'm just curious about the real estate. Obviously, for a while, everybody was quarantined, but now I think things are loosening up a little bit. But how, is, how has that impacted the positivity? So kind of a twofold question there. Yes. So it's impacted the real estate, you know, day-to-day -day market, more so on, you know, the open house front and showing homes front. So we've, you know, had to be creative in that regard. And it's very personal. So some people feel very strongly that they want to handle it one way. And so customizing that in a time like this is really important. So we've adapted in that way. Our market has continued to be very strong. We have less than two months supply. Um, so it's a very strong seller's market and interest rates help with that too. Um, as far as, you know, the mindset of, of the team and, and all of that. So when the pandemic hit originally, you know, I'm just going to say from March to, to April timeframe, there was definitely, you know, a feeling for the team that was more of, of exhaustion, you know, trying to figure out how to adapt in this new way of, of being in life. And what we found to be really helpful was, you know, looking at the situation for what it is, because there's the situation that we have, which is the pandemic. And then you have the other side of it, which is there's also so much fear around it. If you're solely focused on it all the time, it can really wear on you. And so we focused on, okay, how can we be educated and very aware of what's going on and not absorb everything to where it's completely running our world and, and impacting us beyond what it needs to from a mindset perspective. And so that, that was helpful and helped the team members shift in such a way that 
each day they could refocus because it was day to day that it could throw you off because it was all so new. And so by being aware that that can happen, they were able to adapt and change and we got through it and, and kind of rolled with those punches, if you will, by having that awareness and not taking on the additional fear, because that's twofold right now, the situation and then, you know, all of the chatter about the situation. So um, there are some people who kind of walk the walk and just talk the talk, but you, I, I was listening to um, uh, some information about you and, and to give my folks and my listeners an example of walking the walk, you purchased like this development, like you built custom homes. It's like a huge multi-million dollar deal. Tell us about that because that's, that's a pretty gutsy move. Yes. And I'm very happy to talk about this because I'm closing on the last two houses this week and it's been a two year project. And so it's a, a myriad of different feelings, excitement and, and all of that. But it was, it was not a planned move. It was an opportunity that fell in my lap in a way. Um, I just I made a connection with a, a local um, contact and the numbers made sense. And behind that, I want to say, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of builders and developers over the years. And what happens a lot of times as a real estate agent is someone will reach out, say, hey, I have these 20 acres. I'd like to develop it. And we then go and find the builder, find the financing and put the puzzle pieces together. And a lot of times give that opportunity over to whomever with the agreement that we can then have the opportunity to list the property. Well, that isn't an equal exchange, you know, as far as the value and opportunity that that person gets from connecting them to um, the opportunity compared to, you know, just what the real estate agent gets by listing it in the future. So I wanted to be able to have all the tools within my company so that if something crosses our desk, we can act on it and we may choose to bring someone else in or turn it over to another builder, but to be able to drive that part of the business in such a way so that I can take action on things when appropriate, that was the thought behind it all. So um, given all of that, this landed in my lap, was able to take action on it. And it was such a journey of inch by inch, it's a cinch, you know, every Mm -hmm. single thing about the journey was, I didn't have the answer, but I knew if I kept taking action, I would figure it out. Um, When I made the original offer, you know, I didn't have financing lined up, but I knew that I can figure it out and put the right kind of financing together to be successful. So um, purchased the ground end of 2018, built the 11 houses from February, 2019, completed those October of 2019. And um, like I said, we're closing on the last two and it has been a journey of, of, you know, self-discovery as well, you know, in, going to that next level in my life of self-confidence and believing in myself at a whole new level than I had before because of this great challenge. And um, everyone involved, of course, made it possible. And the homeowners that are in there now are 
just over the moon and they've created this great you know, community. So it's been such a pleasure watching all of that come to fruition and seeing the whole process. Wow. So the final two homes are closing this week. That's outstanding. You must be like beside yourself. I hope you go do something huge to celebrate. Yes. You know, it's funny you say that just because I was, I was sharing with my husband earlier today. I said, I feel almost like I'm out of my body. Like it's not yet excitement. So it's funny because I, I wear my emotions on my sleeves. So I've, I've quite honestly never felt like I don't know how I feel because I'm always so in tune. So it's definitely, you know, Amazing. I'm so excited that we're here and definitely will be celebrating this week. <laughs> Good for you. What a great pleasure. What a fun interview, Stacey. I'm sure people are going, well, well first of all, what's your name and how do, I con- how do I connect with her? So give out your website and, and how people can connect with you, please. Yes. So my website is limitlesswithstaceyb.com. My last name is Fuss, and hard to say. And so everyone calls me Stacey B. So that's why it's limitlesswithstaceyb.com. That is brilliant right there. <laughs> That's some good marketing right there. Um, Stacy. What a, what a fun uh, interview. Thanks so much for sharing your time and your uh, expertise with, with my audience. Thank you for the opportunity, Jim. It was my pleasure. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Stacy Barenfuss. And remember that Stacy B. That's the easy way to remember that. Um, you can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com or dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. I'm all over social media, as you know. Um, I think that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.